Roy Sharples. Welcome to the Unknown Origins podcast. Why are you listening to this podcast? Are you seeking inspiration, an industry expert looking for insights or growing your career? I created the Unknown Origins podcast to provide access to insights and content from creators worldwide with inspirational conversations and storytelling about art, architecture, design, entrepreneurship, fashion, film, music, and pop culture. Patrick Coyne is the editor and designer of Communication Arts, the world's largest journal of visual communication. The recipient of numerous awards for his design and art direction, including a silver medal from the Society of Illustrators. Coyne received the 2004 AIGA Design Leadership Award and was named a 2012 AIGA San Francisco Fellow. As a drummer, he still enjoys rocking out with his bandmates in Zrua Vogue, much to the embarrassment of his children. And as a mature snowboarder, he resents now being called a grey on a tray. Hello and welcome, Patrick. Patrick, what inspired and attracted you to visual communications in the first place? Uh, nepotism. Uh, my uh, father was a uh, graphic de- designer and uh, advertising art director. And so growing up in that household, uh, visual communications was was always there. Um, he and his partner had a uh, design firm slash agency and went to became Silicon Valley in the 50s, but uh, really wanted to uh, develop a uh, color separation litho stripping facility to provide better service for their clients. But uh, they simply didn't have enough business to justify buying that equipment. So they came up with this idea of launching a commercial art magazine uh, to pick up the slack. So that's really how the magazine got started. And, uh, you know, family business, uh, child labor. I was involved working at the magazine uh, as soon as I could pick up a pencil, basically. So it's... I think I was the only third grader who knew what graphic design was. Popular culture reflects and expresses society's shared experiences and is a function of what society consumes through entertainment, fashion, politics and technology. Graphic design serves as a manifestation and expression of contemporary culture and society at a given moment in time. The Communication Arts magazine has been an influential source for inspiration for visual communicators and creators as it is the most prominent international trade journal of visual communications. Founded in 1959, it publishes six issues a year and hosts six creative competitions in graphic design, advertising, photography, illustration, typography and interactive media and two websites, comarts.com and creativehotlist.com. Patrick, you're a lucky chap. Having been exposed to those experiences at such a young age and having that education must have been such an elating experience for you. Oh, it was absolutely. And uh, the best part was uh, we host uh, jury competitions each year. And the uh, at least in the past, judges were 
flown out here and uh, we got to meet them and interact with them and observe the judges uh, interacting with each other. And in the early days, the uh, juries were quite varied. So for one competition, you would have an advertising art director, maybe a copywriter, a graphic designer, an illustrator, photographer. So it was just fascinating seeing that cross-pollination happen just in the uh, discussions amongst the juries. Patrick, what is your creative process in terms of how do you make the invisible visible by dreaming up ideas, developing them into concepts, and then bringing them to actualization? My background was in graphic design, and that was, uh, uh, at the time, running my own business was a very different process than what I have now at the magazine. So it's, for us, creating an issue uh, is a fairly complex process. Uh, starting with deciding who to profile, what projects we think are are worthy of uh, publication, and then it's all the production issues of how do we make it happen. So we're dealing with different kinds of reproduction materials, uh, the challenge of trying to produce something that uh, is printed on a web press, which has uh, very different limitations than a sheet-fed press. So uh, it's a lot of different technical issues. And then there's all the proofreading, and, uh, which takes a lot of time. And we keep finding mistakes on every round and just trying to refine, refine, refine until we're confident that we've got a, a, a good-looking issue and then getting it to the printer on time. Where do your ideas come from to determine how you prioritize and select your features design and storytelling themes? I mean, obviously, you're keeping a close eye on industry developments and and culture. Well, honestly, we keep long uh, spreadsheets of uh, different firms and individuals whose work we admire. And a lot of that comes out of uh, seeing uh, what projects and firms are selected for our creative competitions. And we do really rely on those outside juries to help us direct our editorial uh, content yeah. because it's uh, I think if we were just left to our own devices we may have moved off in one direction but we constantly get recalibrated by having different juries telling us what they think is is valuable work anyway we go through those spreadsheets for each issue we look at what we've done in the previous issues and say what what can we do that's different so uh, if we did an ad agency from San Francisco we're going to try to come up with a design firm from Barcelona Barcelona or something like that. So it's always trying to do something a little bit different. Uh, in terms of the uh, exhibit section where we're showing uh, individual projects, we're reviewing work on a continuous basis and calling from that the, the pieces that we think are most significant and, and will be most uh, inspirational to our audience. And again, we're always looking at uh, which projects are different from other projects. So uh, not trying to do anything that's uh, too formulaic. Graphic design has been heavily disrupted by technology advancement throughout the decades, especially the move away from print to digital and the emergence of artificial intelligence, robots, virtual and augmented reality. What has been the experience for you pre-digital revolution and then throughout the digital age? It's changed a lot. There are parts that haven't changed the the creative urge, the desire to create, the desire to communicate. I mean, some of those things are are unchanging. 
the mediums have changed, the tools have changed, uh, the platforms, that certainly has changed dramatically. Uh, It's hard for me to imagine how we even got the magazine done before we had desktop publishing. Uh, It's just uh, changed so much and we're able to do so much more quickly uh, but it's also we can repeat mistakes quickly yeah uh, so we always need to have uh, human eyes looking things over and, and looking for errors uh, in terms of the industry in say in the design and advertising side well even in photography and illustration uh, there used to be a lot more mentorship available where uh apprentices would come into uh, a firm and and be taught by uh, you know uh, more uh, seasoned uh, creative practitioners and then uh, when computers first came on the scene it was the apprentices that actually knew how to use the computers and ended up teaching their mentors <laughs> if you will to get through that process so and that's something that does concern me recently is just um the uh, pushed to to become more and more efficient, more cost effective, has really cut back on the mentorship opportunities that that uh, used to be very common practice. So I think that's been a challenge is, uh, for the next generation to get the benefit of uh, working with a seasoned professional for for any length of time. I think it's becoming more and more challenging. What critical skills are needed to survive and thrive? as a visual communicator? Well, in all the fields of visual communications, you're expected to be creative on demand. You've got to continuously produce on on a regular basis and try to, you know, keep up with what's going on in the rest of the world. Uh, You have to have good communication skills. I mean, interpersonal skills. More and more people are needing to work on a team and especially now working remotely, it's even more challenging to have a, Uh, a really good uh, interactive experience. Um, It's keeping up with the tools, which are constantly changing. It's keeping up with the platforms. It's understanding the medium and mediums, the different mediums that that, uh, one's working with. And the ability to adapt. I think that's probably one of the most important important things is to look around and see where things are going and make sure that that your skill set is an appropriate fit. Patrick, As you look back upon your career to date, what are your lessons learned in terms of pitfalls to avoid and keys to success that you can share with existing and aspiring graphic designers, visual communicators? Well, I've got a little bit of advice here and there. Um, And I would say it's always being a cultural sponge. So it's just critical for any creative person to keep up on what is going on in society and technology, um, uh, visually, audio, you know, music, whatever. All those things are important uh, to become a well-rounded creative communicator. I mean, if you don't know what's going on in the world, you're missing out on some real opportunities to make connections. And I think that's also part of being an effective communicator is connecting what might seem to be uh, uh, totally disparate ideas and then making those connections and communicating that effectively to an audience. Um, 
I know there's always a, a sense of trying to keep up on what the visual trends are, but I think that's always kind of in a short-term solution. And rather, I'd love to see more people finding their own creative voice and being aware of what's going on, but instead of trying to imitate or emulate somebody else, trying to find that unique voice that will connect with other people. Um, So I think it's... uh, Uh, Not experienced with any one technology, but experience dealing with complexity, the ability to adopt and integrate new ideas quickly, economically, and with imagination. Um, What won't change is that continual need for creative people to have creative ideas, original thinkers who connect people with memorable messages. Creativity is the ability to make the invisible visible by taking what is not to create what is manifest what is inside you and around you by transcending the obvious, ordinary and routine, by connecting past to present, by putting things together in new ways. Creativity is seeing things that others don't. It's the belief in yourself and your ideas and always moving forward and never giving up by embracing originality, fearlessly leading and creating without fear. Patrick, navigating forward What's your vision for the future of visual communications and the role of creativity? Well, obviously, we're going to be dealing more with uh, technology as a, uh, uh, you know, as artificial intelligence becomes more and more part of part of our job. So I think in a lot of cases, it will be uh, utilizing AI to come up with parameters to develop uh, a massive number of prototypes in such a way that you can quickly iterate an idea and see how it might be applied or what the variations of an idea would be. So uh, I think that's going to be a very different approach to to what we typically do now, which is sketch out a few ideas and um, uh, go with a refinement or whatever. So I, I really see that as being a, a, a different methodology that the creative people will use Uh, to produce content in the future. Uh, I'm a little concerned about some of that. I mean, uh, I certainly like the idea of of keeping the human hand involved. And uh, I I think that will still be the case uh, in terms of a human being making decisions about creative directions. But again, I think we're going to be relying more and more on uh, technical tools to help us come up with that great idea in the future. Creativity continues to be the difference humans make now and in the future. When applied responsibly and ethically, intelligent technologies can increasingly expedite most roles a human can. The future workplace is where humans will work in unison with artificial intelligence or the technological equivalent. Robots have multiplied productivity and replaced humans in many work lines just as the automobile replaced horses, dramatically impacting life and society. They are freeing people to perform more creative and self-fulfilling roles that have yet to be defined. That all said, the application of technology needs to be done in a way that is 
socially responsible by putting ethics at the centre of the creative intent that makes people's lives better and progresses life and society for a greater purpose and good. That brings up a really interesting point. And th- yeah. this is something uh, you were asking me earlier about how things have changed. And I would yeah. have to say it's just the the viewpoint of ethics that I know. Yeah. I, this is something I'm really pleased to see is so many creative people now are starting to question uh why they should do something where it used to be in the past where you get an assignment, you did it, you know, without question and didn't concern oneself what the, what the ramifications would be or the impact of this uh, creative work would have. And now a lot of people are starting to, to, you know, look at what they're doing and saying, what impact is this having on society, culture, the planet? And I think that's terrific that we're starting to ask those kind of kinds of questions. Technology has helped enable the creative process in multiple ways. And this blending of technology and creativity has helped innovate creative expression and and also helped eradicate the more mundane work that a human needs to do that ultimately frees them up to do more creative work and applying their creative horsepower more productively. Uh, absolutely. And so, I mean, I, for one, am not interested in doing any more uh, masking of images or, you know, dropping yeah. out backgrounds or what have you. I mean, that that's not creative work. Yeah. Um, so this is something that uh, I think we do need to look at is that uh, creativity is still going to be very uh, necessary and it's very human centric. And I just don't think we're in a position where we're going to see that automated. Sure, you can throw a bunch of parameters into a program and and say, show me a bunch of iterations of this. uh, But somebody's going to have to decide what the direction is to go. Uh, or what the parameters are even. So um, I'm not too worried about uh, uh, creative people losing their jobs. I, again, I think the challenge is the impact that it's going to have on uh, the uh, people trying to enter the field. And yeah. again, not having access to uh, the mentors because the mentors are basically using their uh, AI tools to do all that grunt work. Right. Um, so I think we're going to have to look at uh, a different approach to how to how we mentor the next generation. Mentorship has been such a strong theme through your perspectives, Patrick. And mentorship, it's about engaging and soliciting input from experts and immersing yourself in the domain and, and to stand on the shoulders of giants by seeking wise counsel from people you trust, respect and admire and finding those positive role models who can share their skills, insights, and expertise to help nurture your ideas and to accelerate you on your path. And also that combined with understanding and respecting history and infusing best practices into finding the future to truly innovate and not to reinvent the wheel. And also the importance of collaboration and the cross-pollination across multiple domains and knowledge bases to seek inspiration and expertise to force multiply innovative outcomes. I think it's great for, say, graphic designers to pay attention to what other graphic designers are doing, but there's so much inspiration in advertising art direction, illustration, photography, uh, web design, and then even beyond that, architecture, fine art, music, 
Um, that's where I think uh, a lot of it, inspiration exists and uh, out in nature as well. I mean, looking for things that are outside your own direct discipline is probably where you're going to find a lot more inspiration than just looking at, at what your uh, competitors are doing in a particular field. So I think it's very important to, to broaden one's uh, sources of inspiration and information. Um, an important thing to me is uh, for visual people to embrace the written word. And that means reading books, magazines, blogs, whatever, just trying to, again, to take in as much information as possible, but also understanding that uh, writing is also another creative form. And uh, the fact that visual communicators are going to have to verbalize and defend their work, explain their work to people who are, are not visual communicators. I think any experience one has with writing and uh, speaking in order to communicate ideas is, is going to be critical. Um, something else I, I really feel strongly about, I mean, certainly people talk about doing uh, side projects and exploring you know, other forms of creativity outside their chosen profession. And I think that's all very important. But something else um, I think is equally important is volunteering for projects and causes that one believes in. So I think that's the best way to balance concerns about if, uh, if your work is, is strictly for uh, commercial purposes. But yeah. why not do some uh, volunteer work for an organization that desperately needs help by a visual communicator and, you know, do something that you believe in as well. And I think everyone needs to balance their career between uh, uh, work for the uh, public and uh, public good. Exactly. Building a better future through creative action. Do you want to learn more about how to create without frontiers? by unleashing the power of creativity. Then consider getting Creativity Without Frontiers. How to make the invisible visible by lighting the way into the future. It's available in print, digital and audio on all relevant book platforms. You have been listening to the Unknown Origins podcast. Please follow, subscribe, rate and review us. For more information, go to unknownorigins.com. Thank you for listening.